Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast, I'll be joined by Jeremy Wiles of Soul Refiner, and we'll discuss pornography addiction and the hope and joy that comes from freedom from addiction to pornography or any type of sexual immorality. Stay tuned for a great broadcast, and you can reach me via email at this address, Radio at gmail.com theplumblineradio at gmail.com Life can be tough and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Support for the Plumline Radio Ministry is provided by Lori Hammer, functional nutritional therapy practitioner and neuronutrition expert. Lori specializes in brain balancing and hormone health. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, depression, brain injury, or hormone disruption, Lori is the practitioner for you. She sees a wide variety of clients throughout the world, virtually or in person. You can find more information about Lori at LoriHammer.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E Hammer.com. Proverbs Payments is a partner with The Plumb Line in helping me to raise the funds necessary for broadcasting this gospel-proclaiming show. Proverbs Payments is a Christian credit card processing company who is kingdom-focused instead of profit-focused. To learn about how they can benefit your business or ministry, visit ProverbsPayments.com. This is The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'm excited to have Jeremy Wiles with me. He is a filmmaker and the founder and CEO of a ministry called Soul Refiner, which encompasses a lot more than just what we're going to talk about today. Our focus today is going to be on this issue of pornography. And as we do with each and every issue that we tackle on the plumb line, we'll look at it from a biblical worldview. We'll draw in quite a bit of scripture here uh, today because there are a lot of scriptures that address the struggle with pornography and how we are to avoid all forms of sexual immorality. And so we've got a really broad topic, a lot to discuss But uh, I want to start off, Jeremy, by saying welcome to the program and ask you to share a little bit of your story and how you reached uh, the point of doing what you're doing. Well, thanks for having me on, Jay. It's great to be on your show. I'm a filmmaker, and I guess we're going back 15, 16 years. I came out of college. This is a strange story, but I had a fascination with Noah's Ark, and I grabbed my camera, which I really wasn't a filmmaker at the time. I had this little home camera with a strap. (laughs) And I set off to Eastern Turkey to search for Noah's Ark. Over the course of the next eight years, I continued to travel the world and I documented stories of the Great Flood and different tribes and archaeological and uh, evidence and geological evidence. And so that took me around the world. And as I came back to the United States after one trip, I was in church. I was recently married. And our pastor was talking about pornography in the church. He gave just a short little blurb about the percentage of men in church who watch pornography. 
And this was a secret sin in my life that I really kept quiet for almost most of my life, at least. And after church, I said, wow, this is actually a big problem. My wife and I were driving home. She didn't know about this secret life that I had. And I said, this is, this is really a problem in the church. You know, not a problem in my life, a problem in the church. At that moment, I was thinking, wow, you know, maybe if I spent some time and figured out why am I trapped in this stuff? Why am I drawn to this? I can find a way out of it. And I told her, I said, you know, maybe the church needs some help in this area, really pointing to myself, and we should create something to help men, really thinking about myself. And so I said, if we ever made something to help men, I'd call it the Conquer Series. And so for the next two years, we set out in creating a multi-episodic series to help men who are struggling with pornography. And through that, I found freedom and so did millions of other men. I think about 2 million men have gone through it so far. Wow. Mm. And that, that was about 10 years ago. Huh. Yeah. Well, and it's expanded from there into the Soul Refiner, which I'll have you tell about in just a, a moment here. But I want to have you share a little bit about why it has been so beneficial, because it's kind of, at least when it came out, I felt like it was a, a very new approach to this whole topic because it, it dealt with some of the, the physical aspects like the brain science and things, things that uh, I felt were kind of maybe ignored in the body of Christ. And I think maybe more people, since Conquer has been out and available, more people are, are catching on to that. But is that kind of how you you felt is that this was groundbreaking as far as dealing with that? Yeah, exactly. So at that time, it was only a sin problem. That's all it was. And it was a moral problem. And that's all it was. And as I began to work on this project, I started interviewing scientists. And these scientists were telling me, look, we've got the brain scans of someone who is addicted to pornography. And I've got brain scans of someone who's addicted to heroin. And they're showing me there's these brain scans in their lab and they're nearly identical because you can see the parts of the brain that are deactivated. And those deactivated parts are in typically the prefrontal cortex, which is the front part of your brain where your forehead's at. And it helps you to make good decisions. It's the executive reasoning part of your brain. Those areas have big holes of deactivation, not physical empty holes, like, you know, you don't have any brain there. It's just parts of the brains where there's very little neuroactivity. So it's deactivated. I'm realizing, wow, this is a brain problem. It's a brain problem. So what starts out as a moral problem quickly becomes a brain problem. And then you you ask yourself, well, is it sin or is it a brain problem? The answer is yes. <laughs> it's both. Right. It is sin. It is a brain problem. It is a moral problem. It's all of it. But what we don't want to do as the church is to look at this as strictly a sin problem and ignore the physical side of the issue, which is there's physical things happening in the brain that's keeping that person in bondage. That's really important. Mm-hmm. And there is so much to deal with on this that I think I since since I opened this can of worms already early in the broadcast, well, I'll, I'll keep down this trail and then we'll talk about Soul Refiner and some other things later. But I know I personally have benefited from the Conquer series, and I bet uh, that you and I can both uh, say this, that when we realized this brain science component, uh, it just was so eye-opening. It helps to understand why it is that no matter how much you, you hate the sin that you're involved in and how 
much uh, you strive and you, you press and you beg God to take it away, you know, without the proper tools, I guess we could say, it, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. Paul made it very clear in Romans 2,000 years ago when he talked about the renewal of the mind. Because in Corinthians 6.18, it says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Now we know that can come in the form of STDs and, and other issues, but it's also because of the brain. So when you're sinning sexually, you're rewiring your brain. And neurons that fire together, wire together. So the brain, I like to explain it like an internal pharmacy. It's open 24 hours a day. You've got dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin. And when you have a sexual release, your brain receives the highest levels of dopamine and encephalins and endorphins that the body can produce. It's four times more powerful than morphine. So this becomes like an internal drug that you can access. So with external drugs like heroin, cocaine, whatever, you have to go out and get it. Your body produces some of these type of neurochemicals that if you overuse or use and abuse, you can become addicted to. And that's where addiction comes from. So the process is in renewing the mind, but also understanding the spiritual and physical consequences as well. So I can just picture someone there hearing this. They're like, do we have to put some of those little things that you see, you know, they put on people's heads and stimulate the neurons or, you know, do, do something like that? Or, or what are we talking about here? And I guess, you know, having been through Conquer, no, it's not anything like that. In essence, it's, it's a great combination of the spiritual and the scripture with an understanding of how our brains are wired. Really, it's, it's kind of using the scripture properly is one way that I would describe it because there's still a ton of scripture. There's a a ton of focus on God and his power and how he can deliver from this, but it's doing it with a, a knowledge or a background of the brain, right? Yep, exactly. So the scripture lays out very clearly what happens when you continue down a certain path of thought. And each time you repeat those thoughts or actions, you create neurological pathways in your brain. And that's causing these patterns of thought to become eventually subconscious and programmed into your mind. These neurological pathways, it programs our thought life, our actions, and eventually it just becomes second nature. When you think of how God created and designed and put purpose behind certain neurochemicals, it's quite obvious that those neurochemicals, if they're abused, can lead you to a full-blown addiction. For example, oxytocin. When you're watching porn, you're becoming bonded to those images. So the body produces oxytocin and vasopressin. These are bonding hormones. And when a mother is breastfeeding her child and she's skin to skin with her child, she's releasing oxytocin. Men have lower levels of oxytocin in their body, but they do have oxytocin. They have vasopressin, which is also a bonding hormone. So when she's skin to skin with that child, The purpose of oxytocin is to bond her to her child. That's how God designed oxytocin. But when you're, when these chemicals are released at the moment of sexual release, you end up bonding to those images as well. So this is how you begin to develop a sexual template in your life. Whatever you're 
looking at, beholden to at the moment of sexual release, you're actually bonding to those images. So if you're viewing pornography, you're bonding to the image of pornography. That becomes an idol in your life. It's a way of abusing what God designed. God designed oxytocin to bond you to your wife, and now you're using oxytocin to bond to an image, an objectified image. Then it leads that man down a path of, why can't I stop watching this? It becomes an idol in their life, and it's because they're bonded to that image. It takes time to re- renew their mind. Yeah, and those images stick around for a long, long time, too, as the evidence and the research has shown. And I don't want to take that farther yeah. right now, but I, I do want to bring up the verse that you alluded to here. I, I think you were referencing James chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, where it says, Each person is tempted uh-huh. when they're dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's a picture not just of the pornography addict, but any addict. Any habitual sin that we struggle with, that's just what it looks like, isn't it? Exactly. You know, if you break that verse down, it starts off, but each person is tempted when they're dragged away by their own evil desire enticed and enticed. That's a baited hook. There's a baited hook there, right? God says, don't go here or you're going to get hooked. Then it goes on to say, that after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Now you're trapped in sin. It becomes a pre-programmed pattern in your brain. You are fully hooked. Then it goes on to say, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Now the person who's hooked on porn or anything in life is doing things that are contrary to their core beliefs. It says gives birth to death. So things around that person start to die. It could be a marriage, relationships, uh, relationships with children and family, their church, their job, career. Sometimes they go to jail. The list goes on. But sin will take you further than you want to go and make you pay more than what you want to pay. And it's all referenced there in James 1.14. And of course, it can lead to STDs and you can be impacted by a physical death as well. Mm-hmm. So... That's exactly what that scripture is talking about. You are walking down a path of death, ultimately death. Things will start to die. You may not physically die, but things around you will die. If you're married, your relationship's going to die. Eventually, your marriage will crumble. You cannot be involved in pornography for decades, even a few years, without that relationship completely becoming unraveled. Mm. And she gets to the point where she says, look, I know the truth, but I don't know the facts. I know the truth that something's wrong and you're not connecting with me. It almost feels like you're seeing someone else. I don't know if you are. I don't know the facts, but I know the truth. I know that you and I aren't in love. And she leaves. She doesn't have the fact that she knows something's wrong and wives know it. They know that something's not right. Everything will around you will eventually come to die. And it's laid out right there in James 1.14. Mm, yeah, really, truly sad picture. And unfortunately, even though there is help available and uh, the power of Jesus Christ is is there for you, too many ignore it, reject it, whatever. And so we're going to talk about how to get connected with the help that's necessary through a, a great program, the Conquer Series. As I continue here on this edition of The Plumb Line. And my guest again, Jeremy Wiles, a filmmaker, 
and he's responsible for uh, the Conquer series uh, coming to fruition, as well as many other great uh, cinematic video series that we'll uh, mention here. But I hope you can stick around as we uh, talk about this very important subject, pornography, from a biblical worldview. Hey, I'm with Michael Ross, the creator of Revelator Games. Michael, can you tell us why you developed this unique game? Sure. Let me just clarify something. So it's a small group Bible study activity with a board game element to it. I created the game because I myself personally delight in God's Word, you know, through scripture memorization. So I created this game so that we can, one, memorize scripture, but also have fun while we're doing it. Mm, The Remain game and more, you can check out Mike's products at revelatorgames.com. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. Abundant Life Landscape, your irrigation repair specialist. Call them at 619-277-2410. And by Charles McLucas, Jr., founder and CEO of Charitable Trust Administrators, Inc. Learn about the benefits of a charitable remainder trust at ctai-ca.com. When it comes to education for your student, Northwest Christian School believes that trusted truth transforms. With that in mind, they developed their fully online Christian school, NCS Online, for your kindergarten through ninth grade student. NCS Online curriculum has been developed in-house by experienced Christian educators and is infused with a biblical worldview. NCS Online provides a rigorous, affordable, customizable online education in an established Christian community and culture. Visit ncsonline.org to learn more or contact their admissions team at 602-978-5134. This is The Plum Line, and I am joined today by Jeremy Wiles, filmmaker, founder, and CEO of something called Soul Refiner. It's a broader ministry of which the Conquer series is part, and the Conquer series deals with beating pornography, defeating that addiction that has affected so many. And in fact, we'll get into some statistics eventually here because. Oh boy, they are just mind-boggling, deeply disturbing to hear the statistics of how many are held in the grips of pornography. Not just men, too, but uh, women as well. And so Jeremy Wiles is with me to talk about this. And uh, you know what, Jeremy? Let's maybe go there right now. If you got some of that handy, you probably have it cemented in your brain, some of the statistics. But tell us especially about within the church how much effect this has. And then, too, the reality that women are impacted, not just by spouses who look at porn, but there's a lot of women, unfortunately, looking at pornography, too. That's right. There was a study done in 2009. They surveyed over 2,000 data points, and they found that at that time, 68% of men in church were watching pornography on a regular basis. I want to say it was like 32% of women and 56% of pastors. Mm. A study that came out in 2018, I want to say it was 76% of men and 36% or 37% of women were watching pornography on a regular basis. Mm. And that was 2018. So the numbers are going up and up and up, and it's only getting worse. I think among younger folks, under 20, it's in the high 80% by now. Mm. And I don't think a study has been done in the past couple years. Those were studies that I believe Josh McDowell Ministry mm-hmm. had done, and they were performed by Barla Research. So they're reputable studies, right. but they're still a few, few years old. But the trend is going up, and I can only imagine it got a lot worse with COVID 
because of the lockdowns and people at home and yeah, yeah, I know jobs and such. Yeah, maybe you saw that too, but yeah, I saw the statistics of the. I think it was the the income or the profit for um, these pornography companies. You know, that are putting it out on the internet, and um, yeah, it just skyrocketed during the pandemic. Yeah. So the revenue for porn, the porn industry, you could take the revenue for ABC, NBC, CBS, and Netflix combined. And it doesn't equal to what the porn industry produces in terms of revenue. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeremy, I want to go here for a second because we we opened the first segment here with an assumption that pornography is sinful. It's wrong. It's something that Christians, well, it's something that no one should be involved in, but uh, especially those who say that they're followers of Jesus Christ and want to live according to his word um, should not have anything to do with it. And yet, um, I don't know if it's because it's just the the tendency of mankind to try to justify their actions or what, but there are still people who claim to be Christians that I am here saying there's really nothing wrong with it. In fact, it it makes uh, the intimacy experience between my wife and I um, better, I hear claims of even, and just outrageous claims made. And so before I have you kind of address that, let me share a couple verses that um, of hundreds, there's literally hundreds we could go to, but Uh uh, just a a couple here. You know, first off, uh, one of the Ten Commandments says, outright, you shall not commit adultery. And I can hear someone saying, well, I'm not off with another woman. Here, Well, yes, you are off with another woman if you are looking lustfully at her, because Jesus said, I tell you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So as the Lord Jesus himself. So even those who might say, well, this is an Old Testament thing. No, Jesus Jesus said that too. The Old Testament, though, Job says this, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. So Job recognized in his desire to live uprightly and righteously that he ought not to look lustfully at a woman. And then in Galatians 5.19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, and, and on and on that list goes there. And just one more in Hebrews chapter 13, for those who are married and yet indulging in pornography, it says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. And so that's just, like I say, a handful out of dozens that I could have referred to here. So it is a sin. There's no question. What Jesus said alone about looking at another woman lustfully is enough in itself, that you've already committed adultery in your heart. Jay, this is kind of crazy, but as an organization, we've get, we get a lot of phone calls every day from individuals and churches wanting help in this issue. And one topic that seems to come up a lot is, well, is it wrong if my wife knows what I'm doing and we agree on this together that we're allowed to have pornography um, as long as we're watching it together. Oh, my goodness. Have you ever read the Bible before? <laughs> I, and I don't say that. I'm not going to shame them. But <laughs> yeah. these are the issues that the church is faced with. And you have to ask, like, well, who's your pastor? He hasn't brought this up before. This is like Christianity 101. No. You cannot do that. You're lusting after another woman. When you're together with your wife, skin to skin, the goal there is to intimately bond with each other, not with an image on a screen. And by the way, doesn't the Bible say to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ? Where are your thoughts in that moment? They're not with your wife. Why do you need this? And the list goes on. Talk about 
a great way to totally destroy your marriage. You may have a little trust bond between you that, well, this is just our little thing that we do. Oh, I promise you, that rot is cooking. And one day, it's going to rot its way the whole way through your marriage because this type of sin escalates. You may keep it contained for a while, eventually escalates. And even if it doesn't, it's sin. It's not designed to be in your marriage bed. You know what? I uh, really appreciate this forthrightness because this has got to be spoken. I can see why you had such a passion to develop the Conquer series because these are things that need to be said, and too many are tiptoeing around the issue. Too many churches, and you just pointed that out. You know, people aren't hearing this in their churches, are they? It's getting better, but for the most part, no. And I don't know if it's because, well, 56% of pastors are addicted to pornography. They wouldn't label it as an addiction. It's all under their control. They can turn it off whenever they want, according to them. Or if they're too consumed with the business of the church and running it like a business and not really tending to a flock who's hurting. Because at the root level, people who are addicted to this are using pornography as a coping mechanism, as a way to cope with life. And so they're using it as a way to medicate this pain often from their past. My thanks to Jeremy Wiles, the founder of Soul Refiner, as we discuss pornography from a biblical worldview on The Plumb Line. Join me tomorrow for the next edition on this subject as we'll continue talking about it with Jeremy Wiles. You can reach me anytime at this email address, theplumbliradio at gmail.com. I'd love to have you reach out to me, theplumbliradio at gmail.com. See you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plumb Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com.